To my younger self, what's your story? To my younger self. 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 What's your story? Good morning. Hi. Hello. How is everyone doing? It is so, so, so good to see you. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Zoe Baraka. It is so good to see you. Boy, did I miss you last week. I woke up last week going, I got to rush. I got to rush. Oh, no, you're on a break. <laughs> So I'm just excited to be here. Um, it is Tuesday morning. It's 7.30 a.m. For those of us who are in the ESD time zone, you know what that means. It is time to tell stories. It is the first Tuesday of 2022 to God be all the glory. Look how far he has brought us. It is so good to see you. As always, do us a favor. Go into the comment section, say good morning, say hello, say what's up. Let us know you are here with us. Um, uh, greet me, say good morning, good afternoon, good night in your native language. I also want to hear from you um, in your native language. How do you say happy new year? You know, um, for example, in Hausa, we say Sabo Shakira, you know, uh, we say Nita Yompal to you in the Kosal language, um, Kosal, Mampruli, Dagbani, all of the other variations of the northern region in of Ghana. We say Nita Yompal to you, Afishapo, Afishapa the um, Akans will say Afio, Afi to you. Of course, I'm going to try to do the, um, the, the, the ever version. Please bear with me. To you, I think I got it. Of course, to you if you speak Yoruba. It is so good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we like to greet each other in different languages from all over uh, Africa and of course the world. So we're going to do that now. Where are you watching us from? We always start from the up, up, up north. So where are you calling, uh, are you watching us from? I think we're prophesying a radio show sometime in our future. Cause we like saying, where are you calling us from? <laughs> Bella to you, Bella to you. If you are in Burkina Faso, Ibiokibari to you. Baraka da zua, sanunku da zua, yayade, kakwana lafia. I hope you you slept well. I am so excited to see you. Yaken Ken for Tuma Tuma. Nita Zam Zam to you. Oh my God. I'm just so excited. I can't even finish this greeting to Posewinam Baraka. Oh my God. Thank you. It let me slow down. Let me do this right. How are you? Ansuma to you if you speak Wale. Ansuma Hogange Songo to you if you speak Dagare Dasuba. Good morning. Indinao, Indinao. Wezo, Wezo. If you are in the Volta region of Ghana and you speak the Eve language, OJ Ko to you. Ekaro, Ekabo, the Yorubas will say. Otutuoma to you. And of course, Nabata to you if you speak. Ibo, I am greeting you. I am greeting you. Thank you for joining us. Oh, Tutuama again. Emesire to you. Emedio and Ebibio. If you speak the Ebibio dialect, Etusain Akwaba. 
This is the Akan language. They say etisen, akwaba, umuntiden, mimawachi. And in response, we say, mihunye, yedenyankupongwase. And sometimes, if you're lucky, you get nyaminsrao, which is God bless you. I am greeting you. I am uh, I am blessing you. Karibu sana to you. If you speak the Swahili language, habari gani, habari ya osuboe to you. If you speak um uh, Swahili, oyaure to you from the Luwes, Luwes of Kenya, Murembe, Murembe to you, Awana to you, of course, uh, from the Mendes of Sierra Leone, Mangwanani to you, if you are in the Shona land of Zimbabwe, of course, Ndebeles also say Linjani to you, Nagadef, if you speak Wolof, it is so good to see you, Inyase, Aloy, Domilaki, the business will say, uh, the business of Ghana and of course of Burkina Faso, Kotonga Namahola, to you if you speak Soseto. Akei to you, the Creoles of Haiti will say, Naumai the Maoris will say, Wellena the Hawaiians will say, Dumela to you, the Sotos of South Africa will say, Saubona if you are in the Zulu land of South Africa. Kotoli to you, of course, Bonjour, Guten Morgen, uh, Bonjourno, Dobroyo Otro from Russia. Please, we want to hear from you if you are in Russia, okay? Bom dia, the Portuguese will say, of course, buenos dias, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm very excited to be here. Happy New Year. We wish you well. We're so glad you're here. This is To My Younger Self, where we tell African stories that are going to inspire us and propel us into the future. I see there's a few people in the chat room already, so let me go in here and say good morning. Hi, Beverly. Happy New Year to you. Jan Amprofi, Happy New Year. Oh my God, Ralia, it is so good to see you. Big sister Elsie, love, love, love. I see you, I see you, I see you. Nadell, thank you for joining us. Of course, Kobe, it is so good to see you guys. Oh my God, we are in for a train ride today. Um, as we were praying and asking God who to bring onto the show today. God showed us this powerful woman and her story is, her stories are out of this world. If you have not uh, lived in Africa or, or experienced um, someone telling you a story, not necessarily a bedtime story where you're laying in bed and someone is reading to you, but you know, like you are under a big I don't know, Bobab tree, neem tree, all of the big mighty trees of Africa, an oak tree. And there is a mighty woman of wisdom sitting at the helm of affairs. There's a fire in between you. You have, you know, your uh, what we call entuma, which is a cloth tied around you. It is late at night and you're listening to stories. That's the image I want you to think about today, because this is what this powerful woman, not only a doctor, but a woman of God is um, going to bring to us. I have a confession to make. Uh, when I first, you know, started learning about uh, this woman of God, I used to say, hmm, I don't think she's one of the people I can vibe with. You know, she seems too important and too, you know, up there. And she probably wouldn't like me. Most women don't anyway. I used to say that to myself. Let me tell you from jump when I called her, oh my God, it's been like I've known her all my life and she has injected so much life into me. 
I'm going to stop gushing. Let me read a little bit of her bio. And I don't know why Doc sent me this tiny little bit bio of her because her life is so big. It's ridiculous. Reverend Dr. Adwa Beidou is passionate about seeing God's people rise to the fullness of their potential as they develop a close relationship with the Lord. She is privileged to preach and teach in her, in her home church, River of Life International Fellowship. I did ask her to tell me, teach me how to say uh, this particular word I'm about to say. I hope I'm saying it right. Guelph? I hope so. <laughs> Where she leads intercession, young adult ministry, as well as women's ministry. She is the editor of the River of Life Bible School curriculum. What I say, <laughs> God, wisdom, overflowing, and author of Breakthrough, a prayer and faith devotional. Pastor Adjoa has preached and taught at churches and women's conferences in Ontario, Canada, Eastern um. Eastern Cape, South Africa, London, England, and of course, Accra, Ghana. She teaches much on the transformational power of prayer and faith in the word, encouraging believers to deepen their relationship with God and rise to their God-given purposes. She is the founder of Women Ministers Network, an online fellowship and platform for women in ministry. Dr. Adjua has published fiction in the young adult adult genre, as well as picture books for children. She is a well-known performance oral, get this, storyteller, creating and recording shows for stage. She qualified as a physician in her native Ghana and is married to Reverend Fule Badoi. They have three wonderful children. Um, ladies and gentlemen, storytelling connoisseurs, people of to my younger self, please do me a solid on this one. Let us give this mighty, powerful woman of God a good, good, good to my younger self. Welcome, 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 welcome. Reverend Dr. Adra, how are you? Oh my gosh, that was so powerful. I cannot believe how powerful that was. Oh my like God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my dear, dear sister, Baraka. I love, <laughs> I love how she says my name. <laughs> I love your name. It means blessing. What thank you. I tell you, very precious name. Wow, and wow. Rev. As we always say in the grand tradition of To My Younger Self, over to you. The show is yours. Let's take it away. Uh, thank you. Thank you. You know, I never know what I'm going to do, but I was, as I was sitting in the green room, I thought I'm going to start with a song. So I have a morning voice right now, and even my own true voice is not that amazing. So, but this is still, a, you know, a gift from me to you. Happy New Year, everyone that's joined. Thank you so much for coming in to listen to us. We don't take it lightly that you wake up early or that you take time out to come and listen to us. And we pray that uh, the Lord will cause us to say the stories that ought to be said that will open a window of opportunity or perspective to someone. Because I always say that stories are life, you know, and our very lives are stories. Yeah, so I'm just, I just feel like singing this song, so I'm going to sing it anyways. It goes like this. It's in Swahili. Jambo, Jambo sana, Jambari gani, Nuri sana, Wangeni, 
Mwakaribishwa Everybody Hakuna matata Hakuna Hakuna matata Matata Hakuna Hakuna matata Hakuna matata Everybody it means no worries As the Lion King has said I love it and we sometimes just need to sing a song to ourselves and just say Hakuna Matata. Oh. No worries, even though there are issues in this life, right? Even though there are issues in this life, sometimes we just need to step into the, uh, you know, uh, Hakuna Matata scene and just sing a song and just, uh, you know, just relax. So I felt like singing it and so I sang it. That's it. I hope you liked wow. it. I loved it. Now I'm going to go backstage later and ask you to teach me how to sing it properly. Okay, okay. It's not exactly to how it was made because. Oh, I love your version. Me, but I love your version. <laughs> So, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, listen, this new year, let's have faith. Let's, let's focus, you know, let's believe God. Let's believe God. Focus your faith, build your faith, and let's believe God for those amazing things he scripted into our spirits, into our souls when we were with him on Mount Zion before we actually entered into this world. Don't worry, I'm not going to preach today. It's all good. We need a preaching at some but, point. Uh, and that's what, one thing I want to say, that there is stuff that's written in everybody's life mm. already mm. before you took flesh. Because the Bible does say that in Psalm 139, that he, his words actually formed you. So as he was forming you with his words, he was speaking your life into you. And he knew that you'd come into this world and take flesh and be diverted sometimes, deviated sometimes, distracted sometimes. You know, he knew that you would uh, be disrupted even. Mm. But he also knew that those words are like, uh, 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 what do they call them? You know, those missiles that find their mark. Mm. You know, he knew that those words have the power to become and the power to be. And so no matter where you are, those words are working but you mm. need to ask the Lord to know those words so that you can speak them yourself because then Amen. it becomes faith because you're speaking it yourself. And then you will just find that you arrive in that place that he has defined for you as destiny. So don't worry, whatever you are, is happening in your life, mm. it's going to come out. He's already scripted it. He's scripted it. And it wow. has the force to manifest. Just ask the Lord so you can align your own speech to those things he said. Amen. Amen. Lord, I'm not going to preach today. Help me to tell stories and not preach. <laughs> I love it. It's like the word of God is like erupting through you so much that you That's just can't even. I love that. <laughs> but I want to stick to the uh, objective of this uh, show. Yes. One thing Thank I was you. trying to do is to stay within the objective of a show. So let's just do some, you know, I do a lot of oral storytelling. I've mm. actually performed in very many places on very big stages even. Um, and um, But mostly I'm telling the stories of African origin. I don't mm. usually tell my own stories. And when I'm preaching, I'm preaching the word of God. I don't usually tell my own stories, although a story may seep in here or there to illustrate a point. So this is different for me. When you know, you're asking me to tell about my own story, right? It's different for me. So I'm going to try though. I'm going to um, start from someplace and I'm going to uh, tell a few different stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I spoke 
initially about the fact that things are scripted into our spirits before mm. we come out. You know, and this is a fact. It's in Psalm 139. If you read it, you will know that he said that, that, that his words towards you outnumber the sand on the seashore. Mm. And those words began when you were in Mount Zion with him. Mm. As uh, uh, created as a spirit that belongs to him. You know, so those words, they find you. They are part of you. They are part of your DNA. They are part mm. of your genetics. Okay. And they are also a part of your future. They are part of your becoming. And they are part of your destiny. That's why it doesn't matter where you start from. Mm. You see, it doesn't matter where you start from. Whether you start in poverty, whatever, it doesn't matter. Those words are going to find you. Okay, and when you begin to hear those words, the song that he sang about you when you were being created, the songs that the angels sang when you were being formed, okay, when you begin to tune into that, then you can ignite your own faith, okay, mm. and now you are agreeing with what God said. And when you begin that point of agreement, you see these things coming to pass very speedily, very mm. speedily, okay. So God is always waiting for the time when we begin to tune in when we come to know him through the Lord and we begin to now want to hear his voice and then we hear these things. And then when we begin to sing that same song, the song does not have a choice, but to manifest. Mm. That's what faith is all about. That's why it's called evidence in the unseen realm. Wow. God's own evidence. Oh, don't let me preach today. I see that you want to preach and I'm sitting here going, Oh, doctor, we need a story, but you're going to about 
late and you know so i had those first inklings that there were, i might have something there I, I i might have something there okay so the, that was one of the things that happened another thing that happened in morningstar when i was 11 when I, I was done the common entrance was that you know how you study so hard for common entrance and you have afternoon classes and this classes and that classes because you are doing verbal aptitude quantitative mm. aptitude and essay writing and math and you are doing all those things over and over because your headmistress wants the whole class to get their first choice school right so when we finished all of a sudden there was nothing to do nothing to motivate us with and we still had i think a whole time and a half to go oh wow yeah so my headmistress did something interesting she went and she brought a the performance arts students in the University of Ghana, and they began to teach us African dance. So they came into the school and we had these classes. I learned how to dance Adwa. Um, I remember Gota, Bobobo, uh, I don't, probably Gaun, Gaun. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. those were the four dances or so that. Can you explain them a little bit just so for our, um non-Ghanaian, um, you know, audience, they would know what these are, what is Adua, you know, Bobobo. Sure, and, sure, yes. sure. I, will, I will let people know. Thank you for that question. So basically, you know, in Ghana, we have a strong drumming tradition in all, mm -hmm. in virtually every ethnic group that yeah. is found there has yeah. a strong drumming tradition. And our drumming traditions, in spite of whichever ethnic group, is based on something called polyrhythms. Mm. Yeah, so, which means that we layer rhythm upon rhythm, okay? And sometimes there's five rhythms working, six rhythms, even 10 rhythms, 15 rhythms can be working at the same time. At the time. same time, wow. Yes, so this is the uh, West African tradition of drumming, is polyrhythmic, okay? So it, it, it takes a very good ear, okay, to be a drummer because you've got to know how to fit the patterns in and how to make the drumming sync. Okay, so that's that we have this tradition all over Ghana. Every ethnic group has this tradition of polyrhythmic drumming. Okay, so but every ethnic group also has its own style of mm -hmm. dancing according to its drum patterns that it has released. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, for example, me being a Khan, I'm a Chim and I have a, a very small roots in Ashanti, tiny roots in Ashanti. I think my grandfather has about maybe you know, what was Ashanti or, you know, one of my grandfathers. So it's just mm -hmm. here. So basically, Adwa is the is like a social dance mm -hmm. originally in in among the Akan, among the Ashanti and the general Akan. And um, it's, Adwa means uh, uh, antelope. So it's supposed to mimic the Oh, wow. Antelope. I did not know that. Yes. So wow. it's, it's We're going to supposed today. to do steps that mimic the gracious step of the antelope. Huh. Okay. So that is what basically Adwa is. And uh, it's a complex uh, pattern. Uh, somebody was telling me something like seven, five in music terms, which is not common. Okay. Mm. So I wouldn't know that for sure because I'm not that musically trained. For me, I just hear the rhythm. So I learned how to dance Adwa. And then I learned how to dance Bobo Bobo. Bobo is also a social dance among the Ewe of mm. Ghana. 
okay and it's a fun dance you know when they put it on it can go on for hours it's that kind of thing i don't know if you ever listen to a uh, lamb chops sherry mm-hmm. of lamb chops this yes is a song that doesn't end because it goes on and on my friend it's wow. that kind of it's that kind of a feeling okay so it doesn't end it's one song and then another and then you know you are at a funeral and they've put a bobobo on Mm. So, you know, you sit for a while, chew your black and white candy or your uh, cola nut for a while to keep awake, okay, during the week. And the bobo boy is going, so every now and then when you feel like shaking a bit, you join the circle and you go with the rhythm and, you know, you do whatever it is you need to do. Wake wow. yourself up a bit. And it's a circle dance, so it's a real community dance. So I love bobobo. I tell you, when I learned bobobo, I danced it at home when I was 11 years old, like every day. And I'll be singing these songs and just dancing in the circle of my house like this without ending. And my daddy would look at me and say, my dancing daughter. So he started to call me my dancing daughter because I wake up in the morning and I'll just start dancing, no dancing and singing and dancing and i just keep on because i was so taken by the dances that we were being taught i was totally completely taken then they taught us gamu which is another airway dance another circle dance and i'm telling you that has some take your waist all the way down you know know, that kind of thing we gotta learn this I learned 
when I was I was 11 years old. Okay, so I've spoken about a couple of things. When mm-hmm. I was 11 years old, again, um, we had to do a school play. Mm-hmm. And in the end, this we, we also performed the play at, there was some kind of a festival where schools came and performed plays at the Art Center in Accra. Yes. Yes. And we were in our school, it was the you know graduating class that would perform that play. Mm. And what do you know? As our school chose um, a story about Anansi, and right now I can't even remember what this exact story was, but I remember uh, the beginning line: "I am Okontompo Kwekwanansi." And those lines were spoken. Uh, uh, my friend uh, Kwame Pimfu was the one who spoke those lines because he was Anansi, but I was his understudy. I was mm-hmm. at the study. I was actually competing for the role, but I didn't get it. My oh. friend was better than myself. And so uh, Mrs. Fabian chose um, uh, Kwame to be Anansi. And so what I got to do in the play was actually to dance because they needed some people to dance Adwa at So I became a dancer in that play. But I love the play. And you know, I just loved everything about the play. We did so well with that play. I mean, we acted that play to the hilt. Our class was amazing. But not only that, I, I come after a sister just a year younger than her. And the year before, her class had done a play uh, in the uh, Arabian Nights, from the Arabian mm-hmm. Nights. And, you know, at that time when she was practicing her play, I ended up being able to recite her whole play. Oh, my God. Yes. And I didn't know that it was odd that just listening to a play, I should, you know, listen to the rehearsals and all that, that I should be able to recite that play, you know. Because, and so that obviously meant that it gelled something. Something inside of you. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, you know. And even up until today, I can remember some of the, the lines, uh, uh, you know, of some of the... <laughs> Of the of the people who acted in that play, I think it was called uh, Two is Too Much" or "Once is More Than Enough" or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, twice is more than enough. Twice That's is more than enough. Twice yes, is more than enough. You know, and uh, and I remember uh, the, the the queen. Uh, you know some of her speeches and things. Do do they ring me? Do they think I have four thousand sequins to spend on such trash? Bid them think well. There are means to make themselves cheaper than they intend. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, oh, and this was not even my play. But I was so into it to the extent that I even knew wow. some of the lines of those of of the of that play, you know, and even uh, some of the lines in my own play, if that Ochiami ever comes back, which is highly improbable, almost impossible, executioner, speech, <laughs> is listening, you know, and, and and this was a play I didn't even have lines in, but I just had this affinity with these things, but I didn't know that any of these things were striking in any way, you see, I, I didn't uh, realize or recognize anything in this area. All we knew was that pass your common entrance, get a first choice school, mm. go in there and hopefully study and then do something with your life. You know, wow. so but these are the things which happened for me at 11. Why am I um, talking about this uh, particular thing about 11? 
I'm talking about it because there are things which are already scripted in you, like mm. I said. They are already scripted. You know, you come out in this world and you may be led this way or that way. You know, the things which are important in the community, the community will try to bring forth to you. For example, mm. math is important in the community. Yeah. So they are going to insist on math. They're going to put you in math classes and, you know, to get better or stronger. Even today, so many children are doing this. What's it called? The uh, 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 Kumon. Like yes. all over the world. Kumon, mm. Kumon, Kumon. Because we have all decided that math is that important. And I'm not mm. saying this. You know, so the society has its sense of what is important because we have seen what seems to work out financially. Usually it's what will work out financially wow. or what will uh, make you stand out or be influential in your society so that people can bow and scrape before you, right? You know, so what, those are the things that the society will be looking for. But you are already scripted. And every now and then, something will spark you in such a way okay and as a child you will not know that this is special that you've been sparked in this way you know but you realize that these things gave me so much joy tremendous joy mm. i learned this place without anybody telling me learn for an exam you know without anybody said you know ruler pushing behind, yes everybody pushing me you know wow. I did these things from a space within me I did these things. Why? Because it is scripted. It's part of you. It was in your That's DNA. It's scripted in my genes. It's scripted with the word, the voice of God scripted it into my genes. But I wouldn't know. Okay. Mm. And it might be that my parents won't even pay attention to that because they are busy. Mm. They are raising me. Get your homework done. Wake up on time. Get to school on time. Have you eaten lunch? You know? If you see what I'm saying. Yeah. So I just wanted to focus this on 11, just age 11, to let you know the natural things I came into contact with and the things which energized me. Because I never knew that in life, those same things were going to seek me out. Later. Yes. Wow. And create opportunities for me to move within them. Wow. I did not know. Because I was on a course to study and I was quite good intellectually, so I could make, you know, certain things happen by, you know, dint of hard work and opportunity. Okay, mm. so I did not know that these things were seeded in me. However, when I did go to um, Achimota School uh, for, from, from one, I immediately joined the uh, uh, cultural dance troupe because I loved it. And I danced cultural dancing. From, from one to upper six, one to hey. five, motor school, lower six and upper six in Wesley Girls. Wow. I danced cultural dancing because it was inside me and I loved it. And I could make the selections. You know, wow. in Ghana, they don't pamper us at all. They don't pamper mm -hmm. us. They don't say, you know, everybody has a chance, so do it. You know what I mean? They have no qualms to sit you down. If they feel like you can't perform, mm. you know, they, they have no qualms. They just select you. Nobody's thinking about your emotions and how you're going to feel. You know, it's just you sit down, you sit down, you know. So, so when we, we mm. went to water school, yes, only a couple of us who were from one got to perform during the founder's day. 
So that again was, you could see that I had been selected even then into that wow. unique group because there were from three girls in it, from five girls in it, people who really danced, but they would still pick a couple of us because mm. there was something we had, mm. something expressive. Okay, so wow. I really paid attention to it. So I just said that my first story here is to let you know, pay attention to the little things. Yes. Pay attention to the voice of God that is speaking inside you wow. and the voice of God that is speaking in your children. Mm. Don't just, you know, uh, decide that certain things are not important, that certain things are useless or they are lower down on the economic scale or mm. the scale of influence in your society. Wow. You know, we, we belong to God. We, we don't even belong to our parents. Our parents are stewards of us. Mm. And we are stewards of our children. We belong to God. And we have been scripted from some place. That is, scientists will say is random pickings in the chromosomes. No, it's not random. It's the voice of God that aligns us. Wow. Yes, yeah, so that's uh, that was my experience. What a powerful story. Doc, do you realize we just... Where we just hit the 36th um, minute and we're just one story in. It's oh, so. <laughs> I told you, I said, Doc, we'd be going on. What a powerful story, guys. Um, so I, I guess for our audience, thank you so much for everyone that we haven't had a chance to, you know, um, we're going to let Doc breathe a little so we can um, greet you. Um, say happy new year to you. Um, Baba Forsen, I see you. Na Akowa, I see you. Uh, Doris uh, from Wale Wale. Oh my God. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for joining us and watching. Uh, Francisca Ado, hi. It is so good to see you. There is so many of you up here and I, I, I'm like, you know, it's just going so fast. I can't catch up. <laughs> But um, I am um, Audrey. Thank you for joining us. I see you. Uh, so for our audience, what is that one thing that you do that gives you absolute joy that you could do for, you know, days on end without anyone pushing you to do? For example, me, when I'm sick, <laughs> I can be sick for I don't even know. And I will be talking for hours. OK, <laughs> that's my purpose. <laughs> What is your purpose? We want to hear from you. What is that little passion that keeps you going no matter what? No one forces you to do. Let us hear from you um, in the comment section. And now we're going to go back to Dr. Adwa. Um, and we call her doctor because she's actually a real doctor. Um, you know, over the holidays, I wasn't feeling too good. I think Omicron got me a little bit. And, you know, I, I was telling Dr. Adwa how I wasn't feeling good. And, oh my God, she just went in. I was like, yeah, this is my doctor, personal doctor. Take this and ginger ale and this and that. And that was good. And so she's a doctor, but listening to her, you wouldn't even really know that. I, I guess she's going to, you know, pick up from there and we're going to see how God brought her full circle, most likely. Now I'm just speculating, but let's go back to Doc. <laughs> Hi. Yes. Yeah, I'll just take it. I hope I don't take too long on this. No, question. you're good. <laughs> you know, here we are and um, I'm in a uh, university and I'm in the School of Medical Sciences Mm. in wow. um, KNUST and I spent seven years uh, doing what would 
have been a six-year course, but for, you know, the alutas and the school closures and the stuff like that, that is so... Our honorable Jerry Rollins at the time. Oh, exactly. my God. <laughs> so, in fact, I have a book called Aluta. That wow. So, yeah, you could you could check out and read, but it's, a, it's actually based on certain things that happened, actually, although it's mm. fiction. Yeah. So anyways, I'm in this and I am totally intrigued by the field of medicine. It's a good place for a curious person. It's a good place for people that need things to make sense. You know, medicine is a good because it's really a very reasonable science, very mm. applied, applicable science, you know. So it's really actually there's a great satisfaction in the studying of medicine, but it's very hard, very, very mm. hard. And it really uh, you know, it drained me because I'm, I'm somebody that likes a lot of fun in life and I always look out for fun. And this was a course that you've got to sit your butt down you've and got read. Night. <laughs> yes, yes. And study and memorize and forget and be hot oh. and, you know, constantly be doubting yourself. And, you know, it was one of those things. But I'm so glad I had the opportunity to study it because it, I think it formed me. What medicine really gave me is the ability to observe. Mm. I am very observant. Wow. And, you know, it, and Mike Medoc has given a definition of wisdom that wisdom is the ability to discern a difference. Oh. Uh, where's our communication lead? Can you write that in the comment section? Doc, say that again. Wisdom is the ability to discern a difference. Come on. Okay, wow. I love that one because mm. it is truly the ability to discern a difference. Everything is not the same, but sometimes mm. everything looks the same, you know, and wisdom will see the difference between this and that. Hmm. Okay, so when we ask God for wisdom, we are asking for that ability to see the difference. Wow. Something is showing, but it's not exactly what you think it is, and you hmm. need to be able to see the difference. Wow. If you can see the difference, it might help you a lot in who you choose to marry or not marry because there are <laughs> that are things that you do not see, you know. So you need wisdom oh to discern God. differences and to understand uh, uh, differences. Okay. Mm. So, um, uh, so I think medicine taught me really very much observation and the whole idea of cause and consequence. Mm. It, it really sits very well in medicine. Okay. And uh, so I think that I actually spent seven years having my eyes open to discern differences and to be very observant and uh, to also try to make connections, you know, why things are the way that they are. Wow. So I studied medicine fully gung-ho, very, very excited to be a physician in every sense of the word. And I get married and I find myself here in Guelph, Canada. Mm. And I'm trying to regroup my medical career again. And it is hard because I look at the system and the system is very hostile to foreigners yes. coming in. So I basically decide that I'm probably going to have to end up in the United States because that at least has a system that is a bit more inclusive, even though it's, it may not necessarily be welcoming, it's a bit wow. more inclusive. So I begin the hard journey of trying to get all these things whilst I'm having my family. So I'm having my family. Um, I have three amazing young adults right now. I love them to bits. I always tell them, even if you are not my children, I would have sought you out to be my best friends. Oh, 
amazing. I just, you know, they just, oh my God. I, I just, every day I give God thanks for them. I thank Amen. God for them. Yes, and they are such a blessing in my life. Honestly, I don't, I, that would be another story. Another story. <laughs> I just, wow. So, so God gave me those amazing children in this period when I was struggling to get back into medicine. Hmm. But trying to raise them, trying to work, and then trying to do uh, my exams put a big strain on my physical health. And wow. I began to lose my health, yes. And around that time, the Lord had sent a word through a man of God that I should rather focus on my gifts and talents. Hey. And it was a word that I did not want to receive. In fact, wow. I remember thinking in my, in my head, this man must be a male chauvinist, you know, to come and give me a physician, a word like this. If I was a man, he tell he me. He doesn't that. want you to work in the workforce. He doesn't want me to. You know, it was really not a word I received, but it was given to me on a Sunday in church, you know. Oh, wow. And I could not receive that word. So I just went on blindly trying to um, get my papers going. And, you know, I passed all my U.S. exams, passed my Canadian exams, was on to the next step of my Canadian thing. My health was failing and failing. And I finally realized I have to give this thing a break. I didn't even say I'm stopping. Like, I have to take a break and then just rest myself and then come back. Around then, you know, uh, as a new immigrant in Canada, I was learning how to use a computer because I never used a computer in Ghana. Oh, wow. And so I was learning to use a computer and I was learning uh, in those days, word perfect was the in thing, Corel's word perfect. And I was um, um, studying word perfect. And around then, when I was studying word perfect, I started to write children's stories. Word perfect? Why did I start to write children's stories? Because I had little children, especially my firstborn son, Gwen, who we, when we came here, he was two going to turn three mm. and I discovered and loved the library and I was always in the library with him and as I was reading these children's stories again something connected I wasn't planning to publish I was just on word perfect learning how to use word perfect how to do what word process and I was taking a course and I started to churn out these little stories one day my brother-in-law says Adria these stories are good you should try to publish them that was what put a seed in my head. I had no clue how to publish anything. So went to the library and every book I borrow, I'll just look at who the publisher is, there's an address, you know, and I just started to shoot out my little stories. Stories. Yes. Wow. And of course, they will say no, no rejections all over. But then somebody took the time and said, listen, if you want to be a published author, write to the Canadian Children's Book Center, get their package for you know how to publish and then you know what to do so i did that i paid i think 15 dollars. i got a package and i had a list of um publishers who were accepting unsolicited material mm. because some publishers do not accept unsolicited so you write to them in vain you know wow. and so then i started i had a better sense what the system was about and i got my first book accepted called um crabs for dinner crabs for dinner and so that was how i stepped into that you see the connections again you just mm. have a child and you love the library and you take your child to the library on a regular basis we borrow books we take it back we take library programs we watch movies there you know all of that and all 
ready to get published. And to date, I think I have like uh, 21 or 22 books published. Um, Macmillan has published some picture books. Um, um, here in Canada, I have a publisher. I have a publisher in Ghana as well. And I've published, I think, about 21, 22, something like that. I'm not even quite sure. And I've self-published one. So all my works are published by a publisher. And when your works are published by a publisher, it goes further. It goes mm -hmm. further than when you publish it you yourself. It. Yes. So out of that publishing, then I stepped into oral storytelling. So how did I step into that? My publisher says, come and read to a group of us who are in the book industry. And I take my book, The Pot of Wisdom and Nancy Stories. I get there and I'm just um, um, uh, uh, getting ready to read. And something inside me says, tell, don't read. Mm. Very odd. Something inside me says, tell, don't read. So I tell them that these stories are folk tales from Ghana. And when I grew up, then you see the picture again. When I grew up, you know how we live in Ghana, relatives keep coming from the village because everybody is, the, you know, the drain is towards the urban areas. So we have all these relatives coming in and then we come and, you know, live with you for a while. Yes. And so there's always stories happening because the villagers, they know these stories. And also my mom was a great storyteller. My mom knew uh, stories, Anansi stories and other stories with songs and everything that she would tell. Okay. So... All of a sudden, I'm saying, I want to tell you this story. And I paint a picture of just, you know, in our yard, cousins, maybe my mom, and there's a story going on. I tell them the story call. I said, when I say Abrabra, you say yo. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do it. Uh, oh, okay. my God. So I say Abrabra. Yo. Abra -bra. Wow. Yo, Yo. Uh -huh. then you say mommy Bio or something. <laughs> you so I put them through the whole process of how we tell stories. And then mm. I also told them that we have something called Mbogwo in our storytelling. Mm. What does Mbogwo mean? It means hit it away or push it away. Bogu. Mm. Bogu. Mbogwo. Okay. And they are what? little songs, little chants that interrupt the story. Mm, like intermissions. Intermissions within the story. Yes. Or, or on TV here, in the form of they story do that. Songs wow. Or just um, storytelling songs, which are not mm. even particular to the story you are telling, but the group knows them. And my mom used to teach us those things. Okay. So uh, there was one we used to sing in, in Ghana. It, it's, it's like... Um, um, and as the is here to and as the is here to and as the is stories are uh, uh, cheat you, okay? mm -hmm. right? Because they are not so tell it properly, okay? Wow. So I, I translated that for the people. I said, so you are going to interrupt me by saying, unbelievable, unbelievable, tell it well, tell it true. So I teach them this chant, everything is happening in the moment. Oh my I'm God, I have goosebumps. In the moment, because this is not a plant thing. And I teach them and I perform this story for them. Oh. And immediately, there's one woman there who owned the biggest children's bookstore in Montreal. Oh and she said God. to my publisher, this lady is coming to my bookstore. Buy her a ticket. Oh. And the next thing 
a train to Montreal <laughs> because this woman wants to push my books and she wants me to do the same thing. Oh my God. I did in that space. She takes me to the Montreal Storytelling Guild. Didn't even know there were guilds of storytellers because it's a craft. Wow. I performed there. They are going to have their uh, big um, event a month later. They decide to make me a featured teller. Oh, they my God. me over. I'm in Montreal telling. So now I'm like, oh, I've got to do better than this because I'm just, you know, off the cast. Now I have to prep, you know. So now I'm prepping stories because I have to, you know, do better. I didn't know there was a world I'm trying there. so hard not to cry, but... Then whilst I'm in Montreal at the big Saturday telling, we are about five tellers. I wow. meet the grandfather of storytelling in Canada, Toronto. His name is Dan Yashinsky. And Dan hears me and says, um, our festival is next month. I'm making you a featured teller at the opening at the Rome. The oh Rome is this God. big place, the uh, 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 Royal Ontario Museum. You know, and so the next thing I know, I'm the featured big time opener of the festival there. And then there's no turning back. And I have to immediately, uh, Montreal opened up the world to me because they had international tellers from Wales, Ireland, and I heard stories. And mm. I heard stories being performed. And I understood ambience, how to create a scene, how to, mm. you know, and bit by bit. So I began to work in these circles of storytelling, wow. which I have, you know, I've been to Europe for, I've been to the States a number of times, you know, and all many places here in Canada. You know. So these things are scripted. Did I know this when we were doing the play? I am Nancy. You know, I didn't know. But that connection that the whole play was alive to me, that I eventually knew all the lines, even though they were not my lines, you know. Wow. This is because things are scripted in you already. They are scripted in you already. And I don't just tell Anansi stories. I tell very complex epics and legends from all over Africa, North Africa, South Africa. I tell these things, you know. And so this how, and then the storytelling, now then connected with the dance, because now I was putting on shows, drum, um, dance dramas and other things. So that's dancing that I did from age 11 throughout university. And I had a studio teaching. And then performing on stage, putting shows together and, you know, selling tickets and whatnot. And so I, I don't know. I, I time is up. Is that time up? No. At this point, I don't think the audience will forgive us if we just said, oh, yeah, our time is up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, you know, so today, I think if I'm here to say something, I want people to know that they didn't start on earth. They, who they are didn't start at kindergarten and they did not start at grade one. Who they are started somewhere else in the realm of the spirit and already God has spoken into you already. And if you can find that song that he sang over you, even if you don't live your full life there, it will give you immense pleasure it will give you immense influence because I, can, I can't tell you the number of schools, conferences I've been to talk. And yes, one more thing I want to say. In Bogo, um, 
they found out I was um, talk, speaking at a conference in Ohio, one of the universities I was called to speak there because I started doing a lot of conferences also uh, talking about oral literature and how it helps in literacy. Mm. Okay. As I'm talking about that as well and about how to engage the oral um, learner because everything is so you know written written and some people need to go from the oral find the pleasure in there to go to the written the literary the literary stuff so i started doing a lot of conferences for educators and um you know um university conferences and stuff like that you know so uh, i i found out as i was talking about the imbogo did you know that the research says that if you, you know when you are teaching children every seven minutes you should give them a break you should bring something else in it you should shift the focus because the brain needs that time to sh shift out and shift in again wow so instead of droning on and on you you put something in there a song a hand clap and get up and stretch whatever that this this is needed um optimally every seven minutes and oh. you know the africans knew this yes without research without research oh my god and they have worked it into their story performances so you will see that which is literally going to school a song will come or a chant will come and this has nothing to do with the story but they will clap for a minute or two and they will refocus oh. on the story my god and that became an amazing finding um, um, that I discovered, you know, and I would speak this thing out at teachers' conferences and everything about engaging children and gaining their focus. So these are some of the stories of my life, you know. Wow. My life is full of things. It's full of disappointments and, you know, appointments and it's full, you know, it's, it's the typical life, you know, things that didn't work, things that worked and all that. But one of I believe my callings is to just open perspective to people and encourage people to step in and not give up in their life. If something didn't work, it means something else will work. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. And if you, wow. you open your eyes and you gain the, the focus that you need, and if you have a little sense of adventure in you, a little curiosity, uh, you, you can stir up a little boldness, you see, then what the Bible said is so true. All things are possible to who believes. So this is what I have to share today. I hope someone has blessed is blessed by these things, and someone is energized at the top of the year because I didn't expect to be the top of the year. You know, even if you my family the bottom in terms of you know, I things don't often come to me first. So when you said you are opening this, I'm like, oh God, this is the last shall be fair situation because. It, that's not usually what happens with me, you know. So the last, uh, the last uh, is being first here. So it's an opportunity for everybody to shake it up and know that God has turned the time, sense of time, the other way. You know, the hourglass. Yes. Something new and something good is happening for you. Thank you. Very oh much. my God! I can't talk because I have so many words coming at me and i'm visually saying which one should i pick guys did you were you ready for any of this i i i <laughs> wow wow 
I, I don't want to call you reverend or doc today. I don't even know what qualification to give you. Um, what is the highest order of a storyteller? Uh, <laughs> you are the chief griot. I, I, I can't even... <laughs> and the chat room has not stopped. I'm just kind of like... <laughs> I, I don't know where to, which one to pick. My goodness, thank you for joining us and opening up this year for us. I, I, my takeaway is so many, just so much. One, what is your passion? What is the thing that you do if no one wanted to pay you and they will never pay you? Will you still do it? Um, what are the things that gave you joy when you were a child? Are you still doing those? And for those who are parents, are you watching your kids and paying attention to them and figuring out what it is that they, they're really supposed to be? Um, my father, for example, I think he discovered my love for reading. Ye I don't even know, when I was maybe six, five. So I was reading, I, I'm always telling people, I was reading Chinua Chibe at eight. Mm. Things fall apart. Uh, <laughs> no longer at ease. Jaguanana, the oil man of Obanje, uh, Tell Freedom, Cry My Beloved Country. These are the books my father was, was giving me to read at eight. <laughs> um, so the role of a parent and how you feed the, the, the passion that is in a child. Um, and I believe it's probably shaped me more than any schooling could have ever done because I am still at it even now. I cannot have a good day without reading in the morning. It's impossible. Um, so many other things. Uh, it's the things that are written in your DNA. What is that thing that is written in your DNA? For me, it's doing this. Just talking to people all the time, consistently, and finding purpose in the talk. Not just cheap talk, expensive, real talk. Talk with purpose. Even when we're just gisting, is there a purpose to this? That is my calling. What is your calling? Um, I've, I've, today, I've also, I'm taking something away that in Africa, we are the most excellent, most intention, uh, intentional, intelligent, savvy group of people on earth. We are the people that need to be researched. You know, higher learning came from us. And that is why Dr. Joy came today and she just taught us something powerful about Mbogo. I could go on and on and on. And don't you know, God works everything so perfectly. How could we have known that this powerful woman was going to come on on the 4th of, uh, of, 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 of January? By the way, it is my nephew's birthday today. Win Cooney, Jaden, where are you, my dear little prophet? This man, this little four-year-old, when you hear him praying for me, your heart will break. Doc, you know the meaning of my name. You love it. Win Cooney, when he's praying for me, the only thing he says, much like my father would always do, is just say my name. You will catch him going, dear God, Baraka, Baraka. That's all he says. Happy birthday to you, my dear. But I'm saying on this very powerful day, my nephew's birthday, who we have dubbed prophet of the family, on this day that is the first Tuesday of January, on this day that is the first storytelling uh, story Tuesday of 2022, God brought 
not only an orator and a griot and a doctor and a reverend, he brought a storyteller from heaven to tell you, go back to your roots, not necessarily geographically where you come from, but go back to the thing that is in your DNA that makes you tick. And that when you start, all things in the universe will begin to conspire to let it happen for you. I hope I have been able to encapsulate it because I can't necessarily find words for it. But that is our message for you on, in, in 2022. Go back and find the song. This is the phrase I love so much from Dr. Ajoy today. Find the song God sang over you and dance to it and the rhythm will come together. Oh my God, what a powerful, powerful, I, I don't even know. Um, someone, <laughs> someone said, storyteller Mooking Kong. <laughs> I love this. Storyteller extraordinaire. The chat room is blowing up, guys. We are so grateful you came. Thank you for joining us. And another thing Dr. Ajoy came to open for us that she is not aware of, she, I think she's the gatekeeper of Hollywood in a lot of ways, more ways than one. And the moment we said yes to her and the moment she said yes to us, Hollywood began to open up. Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, next week, we have a powerful, amazing storyteller um, from Hollywood. Yes, let's put it that way. If you've watched Mr. Bean, um, for those of us who grew up in Ghana, we laughed our tails off on Mr. Bean. If you there's so many shows that this powerful man has been on, and I don't want to give much away. Join us next week. Um, he has adopted Ghana as his country. Um, he's from the Caribbean, but he is going to come on. And oh, my Lord, this is the beginning of big things to come onto my younger self and Dr. Joy came here to open it up for us. The gatekeeper has opened the door. So can we go in or not? <laughs> Doc, we always say uh, our, our, we, our guest gives us the last, the last um, saying. I have so much to say, but I, I can't say it all. I, I don't even have, <laughs> I don't know. So Doc, I want you to give us uh, an umbogo uh last advice you know go with the flow because i like your your spirit is too cool i just want you to go with the flow <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, well i'm not going to say much uh, you know there's a song also that i love from kenya it goes like this to town na tena to kijaliwa to town na tena to kijaliwa kwa heri kwa heri intensi kwa heri goodbye goodbye loved ones goodbye we shall meet again as god desires it oh my god bless you <laughs> oh my god guys do you want to go i don't want to go <laughs> Ooh, I love songs. I love little, little ditties that I hear here and there. I will learn it. And oh I love the God. way you send greetings in every language. It is beautiful. My goodness. I Thank you. Shakira. 
Shakira, which is um yes, we uh, uh Happy New Year in Hausa. Yes, that that's what Sanungu it is. Sanungu Sanungu. Yes, I will send it to you. Sanumu the Shakira. Yes, we will wishing us a Happy New Year. Yes, I'm gonna send it to you. My God, uh, we're trying to unhook and we can't unhook. We were, I was telling Doctor um, during the dry run. Oh yeah, 30, 35 minutes. You know we always say that, but it's not possible. An hour seven minutes in. We're still chin wagging and having a lot of fun. Guys, I want to appreciate you. Thank you for hanging with us in 2021. It was a marvelous year. And we are looking forward to an even bigger, more wonderful year. I believe God brought Dr. Ajoa into my life at the end of last year to put fire under me with words, not just positive words, because, you know, positive words just, you know, everyone in the world can just say positive words. But I mean life-creating, life-affirming, big fireball of words. Dr. Ajoa has been in my ear ever since I've got on the phone with her, and all she keeps saying is, you were born for this. Now I wake up in the morning going, you were born for this. <laughs> Please know that you were born for whatever it is you're doing now. And if you haven't found that thing that you are supposed to be doing, go find the song that God sang over you when you were being formed and begin to dance to the rhythm. I think this is going to be our little closing thing for the year. Find the song God sang over you when you were being formed. After every show, we're going to have to say that, okay? So it, it, it sticks with you. Doc, we appreciate you. We are so grateful you came. Thank you for singing. Thank you for teaching us. We went to class. We went to different countries with your songs and your storytelling. And we went to Bible class at the same time. God bless you. We're very grateful. My name is Zoe Baraka. The show has been to my younger self, um, telling African stories every Tuesday morning at 7.30 in, um, in, in the morning EST. Please find us on YouTube. We want to really migrate to YouTube. So please find us on YouTube, like the page, subscribe to the page, put your comments on there and let us do this together, okay? We love you. And so from Dr. Joy and I from the studios over here, we want to say thank you. Have a wonderful Tuesday. We'll see you next week. God being good and God smiling on us. Bye-bye.